It's handover week in the Six Nations as the men and the under-20s hand over to the women. Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Three Wales teams focus most on the women as they kick off their Six Nations campaign. But we'll start with Warren Gatland reviewing the men's campaign after their final defeat in France. I was proud of that performance because it was a game that could have got away from us significantly, but the boys dug in. I thought the impact of the bench was was excellent. We've been a little bit critical of that in the last few games and and I think this tournament has definitely showed improvement and uh, I thought there was lots of improvement in today's performance but we're not quite there and there's a lot of work to do and I'm confident with the work over the next few months building to the World Cup that this group of players will get a lot, lot better. There are games there that we will be good enough to win. We're not there at the moment but we'll continue to to do that but I thought we've shown some, some progression in this, in this tournament which is the most pleasing thing. Like I said, yeah, we were down there against a team that when they get on top of you, they can really punish you. But like the All Blacks and what they did to England last week, and the boys didn't capitulate. They showed some heart and some character, and that's what we're looking for as a starting point. And yeah, I think there's some real positives to take out of it, sort of building forward. So a lot of hard work over the summer ahead of the World Cup. But now on to Wales women as they prepare to kick off their Six Nations campaign at Cardiff Arms Park Saturday afternoon against Ireland. It would be nice to get a Welsh win against the Irish, wouldn't it? Always an interesting observer in the women's game is Wales outside half Eleanor Snowsill. And this week was no exception. Six Nations after World Cups are really interesting because obviously some players have retirements. Um, I think there's quite a few injuries for all the nations this year. So I think I'm hoping there'll be some surprises at Six Nations. And I think that it'll be a very exciting Six Nations to watch. Teams trying to find sort of new shapes, new patterns, new playing partnerships and stuff. So for me, I'm really excited. Ireland are, you know, their back line probably a little bit unknown without their seven skills in there. So again, it's something that we'll have to be prepared for to react on the day because they could present different pictures. 10 or 12 of their players have chosen to take full-time contracts, stay in Ireland, play Irish rugby and the, and the Celtic Cup, and then the rest have chosen to turn down contracts and play in the Prem. So it's difficult to know as a squad how they'll come together and, and what level and they'll be at. But, you know, regardless of their preparation, they are always very a physical team to play against, very intense, very direct. Do you think you'll see the benefits of almost a year and a bit of being a full-time player, this, this Six Nations? Do you think you'll see more than maybe last year? Yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting question. I guess we're the guinea pigs, aren't we? Because... The other teams have started to sort of become professional now and then you've obviously got England and France who have been for a while. So I think we saw a big increase last year, I think, like on the continuum in terms of that initial emotional load off us of trying to balance both and the, the quick wins you could get in terms of doing your extra analysis, doing your extra kick in. So I think we definitely saw the benefit of that last year and now it's about sort of Hopefully we'll be fitter, we should be stronger, so we've had more time to embed those things. So, yeah, we'll see. Club rugby, how much do you think that will benefit Wales again? I know that you and Kira obviously have such a good partnership at Bristol Bears. Club rugby is huge for us. Playing week in, week out is absolutely massive, and you just can't replace that no matter how hard you try. You can't sort of replace match fitness, but also decision-making under pressure at the highest level. And for me, 
I've played in the Prem for almost a decade now and the standard has just gone through the roof. As all the other countries start to realise that it's the place to be, the standard just increases year on year. So so now you're almost playing almost at test level intensity nearly week in, week out. So so that really does benefit us. And how much are you looking forward to going back to CAF as well? Like, given like last year, it's you know, some really tense games, but yeah. the crowd as well, kind of the, the 16th behind you. I think we've really settled in at Cardiff Arms Park now. We've been there for a few years and, and it's really nice to make somewhere our home and that people sort of really do come out and support us. It's, it's a nice day out for people. You know, I think it's very accessible for families. It's a really nice vibe. So for us, it makes a huge difference playing at home and it really is a home advantage. What have you especially been working on with um, I think since last Six Nations, my tackling, you know, has been a big work on for me. And I think World Cup, I stepped up and I'd like to continue that process there. Kicking as well since last Six Nations, sort of the variety of kicks I'd like to look at now. I think against Scotland, we had a really good game plan, kicking game plan, and I was able to showcase the different sort of variety of kicks. And I'd hope to take that into the Six Nations as well. At the World Cup last year, is there anything in particular you've, you've learned or wanted to emulate from other teams? It's interesting when you think about emulating other teams because every team has their own sort of identity and and I actually think if you you know look at the men's game it's quite similar identities from the men's to the women so I'd be wary of sort of trying to emulate other teams because we're not as big physically as say New Zealand were or or that sort of thing and I think we need to find our own identity and I think we're starting to get there but you know it is a, a long process and and now we've got Johan in for a good four years, I think that gives us a consistency to be able to identify right what is our identity and, and then stick to it, whether it's going to be like this in terms of success and failures, but stick to our identity and get really good at that. And I know you play in Ireland this week, but just looking ahead to England, where we've got you, I think it was 2015 was the last time Wales beat England and you played a really important role that day. Can you just maybe run us through some of your memories from that day and, you know, where it stands in in your kind of favourite games, I suppose? Yeah, it's up there in my top three favourite games, definitely. Um, Especially because I think it was the Six Nations after they just won the World Cup, so they were on a pedestal. They did have a couple of players out with Seven duty, which obviously sort of helped us. But I think we just went there with just this determination to just keep them out. We kept them out and then we scored, I think I hit a crossfield kick to Laurie and she stepped the full back to score and I just yeah remember celebrating with the girls and just the feeling afterwards that was you know a really good performance for us for me England this year is going to be interesting I think they've got quite a few injuries probably some new faces in there they know they're going to be having a coach change in the summer so I think of all the years this might be the year that we can really look to close the gap on them How much better do you feel having got onto the professional platform and how much more do you think there is to come? Yeah, it's made a world of difference to me personally. I think as a 10, you carry a lot of weight in terms of the attacking, the way the team is going to attack, and you need to have done a lot of analysis for that. You need to have done a lot of preparation. And when you're obviously juggling a full-time job, you don't really have that time to do those extra. You also need to be really sharp with your passing, tackling, kicking, everything. So for me, I think I've seen a huge growth. I've been playing for a long time, but you know, in the last two years, I've seen a huge growth in my development as a player. So... I'm glad I stuck to it, yeah. You obviously have a real desire to carry on. It's like it, you seem to want to explore how much better you can become. Yeah, I think it would be a shame to sort of give it in after the years of battling, the years of it hasn't always been easy. There's been many times over the past decade where I've thought about 
given up and I have to credit my family for keeping me in in it and you know I'm glad I have so why would I give up now when things are starting to get you know really good for us things have changed for us dramatically in the past couple of years so it's sort of like you know I want to stay around to reap the benefits of that. Which makes a lot of sense and shows the positivity in the women's squad at the moment. The women's world cup last year was a big boost for the game in general of course which the Six Nations is showing every sign of building on. So for Wales captain Hannah Jones, how have things been since that World Cup campaign? Yeah, good. We've been sent back to club. I've been playing some club rugby and, um, you know, Gloucester have been doing really well and it's been nice to, to be at the top of the table with them um, regarding coming back to Wales. We're looking forward to the Six Nations now, building on last year really and hoping to progress in our performances and, and score more points. You say Gloucester have been doing well that and not the only Welsh player there so that must do a lot for confidence is it? Yeah massively and playing with the different type of players you know you've got the English players you've got the Irish Scottish being around different type of nations learning off each other and being very competitive in that sort of way really does push you to your best performances so I'm just really enjoying my rugby over the border and, and hopefully I can transfer the performances I've been having at Gloucester now in a Welsh jersey. Now you're one of the first 12 full-time professionals, so it would have been a massive shock if you weren't one of the 25. But how much of a difference it makes to the squad compared to this time last year where you, you had a small but happy band and now you've got almost enough for two teams to run against each other? It's been brilliant. You know, We've been coming in and the room's full and all the girls are together. You know, We're trying to create this professional environment where we're still you know, coming in, enjoying what we're doing, but we work hard and then play it later on. But yeah, having numbers in training, you know, is, is so different to having 12, where you're more like a little sevens group than, you know, having that 25. And like you said, you can play two teams against each other in training. It, it's huge. You say last year, it was a small group. You were doing lots in the gym because that was what you could do. Yeah. Are you doing more rugby stuff this time? Yeah, for example, today now we've had our uh, game replacement session. So they make it specific to the numbers that are in. And obviously the girls, some of the girls are away playing. But you still had a good group in today now where we were able to do skills, we were able to do power endurance and the gym. So we still had rugby, whereas beforehand we probably wouldn't have had much of that rugby as we had today because of the numbers. So it's just really nice to have that depth in players as well, having more players than just that 12. So on the back of the World Cup, have you felt generally has there been a bit of a difference, a bit of an interest? You can see in New Zealand the Black Ferns are getting better viewing figures than, than the men sometimes and stuff like that. It has been growing. Have you been feeling that? Yeah, definitely getting recognised a little bit more. You know, our, our game's been exposed more, which is brilliant. And I think having the Six Nations past the men, having our own little competition like last year has definitely, you know, helped our viewing rates. It's helped, you know, I see the crowds are getting bigger. So that's, that's really nice to see that we're getting the back in because we're not alongside the men. We've got our own competition. So it makes it easier for people who want to watch both rugby to watch the women as well. And that was a change last year, but it did seem to be a significant change because, as you say, suddenly the, the publicity spotlight was just on the women. You weren't just an add-on in the weekend. So that'll be something everyone will want to build on, presumably. Yeah, and it's quite nice playing on a Saturday. So as a fan myself, I like to watch the men as well. So you watch the 20s on the Friday, the men on the Saturday, the women on the Sunday. But then if you are going to watch those two teams at the start the weekend it's quite a hard ask for them to travel up to Cardiff again or follow us on the Sunday so it's quite nice just to have our own tournament own limelight on us and yeah to go from there really Ireland first up 
weren't to the World Cup, of course. They'll be smarting, they'll be desperate to prove a point. Give us an assessment of that first game. Yeah, definitely. They're going to be blazing for us and, you know, be targeting us as a win as well. We're going to take game by game, week by week now with training and, you know, target as a, a must-win game for us. Do you feel that you're coming together more than you did in the World Cup? Do you feel a better team now than you were then? Yeah, definitely. The numbers definitely help. Having the time to get to know your players as well. So how you speak to each other, how you respond to feedback, people's weaknesses and strengths, everything like that. Having just the time is a massive improvement for us being full-time professional athletes. And Johan was saying he's targeting three wins? which obviously is similar to last year, but a little bit better. Is that what the players are talking about as well? And obviously that Ireland game then becomes becomes huge. Yeah, individually I take game by game. Performance first before results, so the results will come with performance. But yeah, realistically, three targeted games would be brilliant to win. And then, like he said, close that gap between France and England is, is massive for us as well. Yeah, and a bit like last year, you've obviously got Ireland and Scotland first, so a big start, like yeah. last year, is what you'd be looking for. Start fast. Mm-hmm. Everybody talks about England when it comes to women's rugby. Don't they? I know France are pretty much as good, but yeah, that World Cup final, they lost with, with 14 players. Are we going to see a slight narrowing of the gap this year in terms of the, the scoreline on the pitch? Maybe in terms of performances, we've seen areas where we're more competitive, but not overall on the scoreboard. I agree with maybe close the gap performance-wise. You know, you go out to win every game, but realistically, you know, England have been full-time a lot longer than us and have had a lot more time to prep, but you never know what can happen on the day. So, you know, you're very hopeful that you're going to go out and win. And, you know, England are up there with the top two teams in the world, so it's that carrot you want to chase every game, you know. And obviously you're playing with and against the England players. What's their mood and are they beginning to take the Celtic opposition all three of you a little bit more seriously maybe yeah definitely we've had a lot of Gloucester squad uh, players involved in the in the team so it's nice to see some girls having opportunities they haven't had before okay well good luck with it enjoy thank you we heard from outside half Eleanor Snowsill earlier so now a chance to catch up with her halfback partner for Bristol and Wales Kira Bevan on the mood within the Wales camp yeah I think she's really excited we've had a good couple of weeks prep now as a squad and as individuals, we've all been going quite well at our clubs as well. So, yeah, just really excited to kick off Saturday at home. Definitely seen improvements. You know, the more contact time we can spend together, the more detail we can get in. And that's ultimately the difference in, in Test Match Rugby is their minor details in those 1%. So that's something we've definitely seen improvements in. What did you as a player learn about yourself and about the squad having had, you know, been full-time for longer than you ever have been? Probably that what I was doing before wasn't probably good enough, I think. There's a lot of areas of my game that I've been able to work on since being full-time and having the support at my disposal, so to speak. And, yeah, I think just ultimately, like, working on them 1% of skills that I probably didn't have the time to do in, in the past, which is, makes a massive difference. Back at Cardinal <clears throat> Park on the weekend, some, like, mouth-watering matches last year, mm. was it? It's quite dramatic. Yeah. But are you looking forward to being back there with the crowd? Yeah, massively. And I know I think Cardiff Rugby have doing their bit and pushing the support as well, so that's great for us. But yeah, I can't wait to get back out against Ireland, who is, like you said, always a tough match, and excited to see where we can play us, really. The two games you won last year, mm-hmm. you know, both were second-half comebacks, really mm-hmm. dramatic. Is that an aim for this year, to, to come out firing from, from the start? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Like, you know, our game against Scotland in the World Cup was almost the flip, wasn't it? Like, we started really well then, and kind of allowed them back into the game and it was very tense moments wasn't it so yeah hopefully we can start well and just keep putting pressure on you know we don't want to let teams off the hook so the earlier we can 
seal a victory, the better. But yeah, that's where the bench come in for, you know, you know, our finishers are there to do a job and yeah, they were brilliant in last year's championship at doing that. Everyone's going into this tournament now in some form of professionalism. Do you think we can expect the most competitive tournament so far? I think so, yeah. I think yeah, I think it's gonna be really competitive, you know. I, Ireland have named professional players and a lot of their girls are playing in the Premier 15s as well. Scotland have got contracted players and again playing in the Prem. So week in, week out, everyone's getting really competitive matches at their club and good coaching. So yeah, I think it's, it comes out of who can gel the most really because you know, we've only had a couple of weeks together, so who can make the most out of that time, really? What's it like, you know, being surrounded by Welsh players in the Prem and then coming here as well, obviously? Yeah, we, we know each other's weaknesses and strengths, you know. So, yeah, obviously I, I'm lucky, you know, I get to play with Snowy week in, week out. And as a 9 and 10, I think it's really important that we're able to build that partnership at club level. And, yeah, we spend a lot of time together. So I think when we come into our, the environment here... It should only really benefit the team and, and us as, as individuals. I think you were on the bench about eight years ago when mm. Wales last beat England. Yeah. <laughs> what do you remember about that day, really? Uh, excitement, I think. Obviously, that was my first cap as well. So, yeah, it was a while ago. But, yeah, I think teams can be vulnerable and teams have weaknesses. And, you know, England are really good and strong within their own right and stuff. But like I said, you know, there's areas there that, are, you know, to be exploited. And if we're able to do that in a couple of weeks' time, then happy days. And <laughs> uh, Alicia Butcher <clears throat> says you haven't stopped talking about that kick. Is she right? I'm not the one that brings it up. It's everyone else. But, yeah, it was all right, wasn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you. Has it made a difference to you, the kick? Either internally or externally? Has it gained recognition? Yeah, everyone wants to speak about it. <laughs> um, I think World Rugby like to post about it once a month. But no, like personally, like it's it's great for me. And you know, I like you said, like I have had a lot of recognition from it. And you know, I didn't probably have the best World Cup that I wanted to have. Speaking openly and honestly, I didn't want to be on the bench for three games of that championship either. So probably that kick is probably the one thing that I could be proud of. But yeah, I'm just glad that I could help us get the win and it got us in the quarterfinals. Yeah. Often again, rugby comes down to. A make a break moment like that. No. Being that early in the tournament it seemed to spark interest in the tournament as well. It seemed to, to give it a much wider look. The tournament itself was fantastic. Like the quality of games was brilliant, and yeah, it's not often it comes down to one moment, but yeah, we made it difficult for ourselves. But that's something we're looking to put right in this championship. You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Here are the kick there. This time last year, Georgia Evans was starting her recovery after a serious injury for her club Saracens. She managed to get back for the World Cup, of course, and is looking forward to playing in her first Six Nations as a professional. It's a bit crazy that it's been a whole year. It feels like a long time coming with the girls. Really excited to be back in. The vibe is brilliant. So, yeah, I can't wait to get out there. Listen, I don't want to bring up bad memories, but equally so, the, the injury that you suffered, you know, you said that you almost lost your arm. To do, you know, to have to come back like you are, can you just give us a flavour of the journey you've been on? It was hard. It was tough. It felt longer than it was. It was only essentially 13 weeks. When it happened, felt like my world had ended. I thought the World Cup was over. Every bad thought goes through your head, but 
essentially it was then all work and no play for a while. It was rehab and making sure that I was in the best possible way to come back into this environment. I came back for the final with Saracens, but then I was straight into international duty, essentially. We went away to Canada and then World Cup prep. So it was a lot of work, but I think, you know, with the team behind me, with the girls that I had all around me, they just made it easy and, and they made it fun and enjoyable to do at the same time. How special is the Six Nations to you growing up as well and missing out on last year? And obviously it's grown again, hasn't it, with all the sponsors on board as well? Oh, unreal. I think it's favourite time of year. You know, after Christmas, everyone looks forward to the Six Nations. Yeah, growing up, we used to watch it all the time. It was a big part of our family and, and it's a big part of every Welsh person's family. You know, it's a thing that you sit down and watch together. So really, really excited to be a part of it. I still can't believe it myself sometimes. I have a little bit of pinch me moments. So it's really good to be involved with it, be around with the girls and to actually play a big part of it, to see the, the fans growing and people on the sidelines, the support that we've got behind us has grown tenfold and we can't thank those people enough but obviously we still want to put performance on to make people proud and to get more people involved and more people supporting us all the way. Are you as a squad, are you as a player, are you glad it's standalone now from the men? Yeah, I think standing alone is what we needed and I think it's the only way for women's rugby at the moment. It's to put us on our own platform, it's to show us as our own identity. You know, we, we might play the same sport but it's it might be slightly different to what people are used to. So it's making us get our own identity, like you said, and, and really putting ourselves on that platform. Is there anything maybe you learned from the World Cup? Yeah, 100%. The World Cup was... Um, was eye-opening for us as a squad. I think it really showed where we've come in such a short space of time, but I think also where we've got to go. Other countries like Canada were so impressive. Like We played them just before we left, and to see them go toe-to-toe with World Cup finalists England was, was incredible. So I think the sport in general was so huge out there and shone a light on all these different countries that I think we could all learn a lot from. What have you been able to affect the most, Georgia? Technically, tactically, physically, mentally? What, what's been, where have been the biggest areas of improvement for you since you've been a, a pro, so to speak? I think overall, you know, mentally, coming back from injury last year drove me that step further to want to become a professional, seeing all the girls go pro. And then it was just about making sure that all my mental skills are like right so like imagery before games working with the psychologists with the skills coaches stuff like that which I never really thought played much of a part into my game before turning professional tactically physically and, and all that side of it I've just got so much more time now to be able to analyze the game to be able to delve a little bit deeper into those little things that I need to work on myself if it comes down to like the gym work, I've got the time, I've got the SNCs, I've got all the tools available to me. So really, I've just gone that 1% more than I was able to before because of the time that I've got. So I think being able to do that at Saracens and being able to do that here in Wales, it gives me that little bit of an edge. One player not in action this week, but maybe back next week, is second row Natalia John, coming to the end of her injury journey. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I suffered an injury playing for Worcester in the English League, um, which is a shame, but I'm hoping to be back for the second game in the Six Nations, if not the first, if I can push the physios. But yeah, fine in myself. You know, it's actually a really good environment to be injured in because there's so much provisions for us, you know, access to physio, going to use the gym, not having to travel all the way up to England to get those provisions. So yeah, I'm just enjoying being st- stuck in Wales for once. <laughs> <laughs> and what are the chances of, well, you say possibly Ireland, but 
Let's be realistic, Scotland may be more likely. Yes, definitely. And, you know, Ireland and Scotland are my two favourite games, I think, because they're the most competitive. And I'm definitely aiming to be back for Scotland because playing in the English leagues, I know quite a few of the Scottish girls now. And <laughs> I've said to them, I think I'll be back for that game. I don't know, like that, oh, damn it. But, um, yeah, I always look forward to those really tight games because that's when we can kind of see how much we have improved and, you know, how many steps we can take forward. We'll come back to Wales, but let's have the Worcester conversation for a bit. What has that been like over the last few months? You know, it's, it's been pretty hard, not knowing whether you're coming or going, but, you know, our head coach, Joe Yap, has been incredible throughout this whole experience, you know, especially while we were away at the World Cup, she was keeping us updated about everything that's been going on, and, you know, the women's team has been carrying on, and we have still been playing our games, and, you know, we have had a good win, like, we won against Loughborough the other day, and maybe we aren't quite as close to where the top four, but we're definitely halfway there. But the fact that you've been going through what you have and you're still well, still going still competitive that speaks volumes for the spirit within the camp yeah definitely and it is credit to joe and the environment that she does create and you know all of the girls have really stood up to the fact that we might be against the cost here but we've still got something to prove and i think we've just decided that we're playing for each other and we've created that family that we want to perform for each other and i think that's the most important thing that's driven us forward and in terms of long-term security maybe isn't the right word but ideas of what's going to be happening going forward where are you with all that um so with regards to Worcester you know they had they released quite recently that there is a 10-year plan for the women so for 10 years and that that's mostly my playing career you know we are secure in Mm -hmm. Worcester and that's been really good to see and you know we are going to be staying in six ways and playing out of six ways so it's just really seeing how far we can go it's one of the interesting things you see the men's team collapse and the women's team coming to the fore in a greater way it's been the reverse of what people are used to in a funny sort of way yeah, definitely. And I think what's been really nice is like, obviously the fans have missed rugby, but having a chance to come and watch us play and we've seen our numbers grow because people do just enjoy watching rugby and they've noticed that the women's game isn't that bad, actually. So, you know, to have them come in to support us and you, know, you see them buying our merchandise. There's been a couple of kids that I've spoken to that are like, oh, I brought my friend this week because we saw you last week. So it's all about growing the game. And if we can provide, you know, good competition and like for people in Worcester who do want to watch rugby, I think it's a really good day out. Talking about the women's game not being that bad, have you noticed a difference post the World Cup in terms of the interest, in terms of the people realising what you've just said? Yeah, definitely. I think what I've enjoyed most about coming back from the World Cup is how people have stopped me, like my friends and like in family. My parents own a pub and every time I've gone there to kind of just stop in, I've had people saying, oh, the games were amazing. Like, oh, that England-New Zealand final was incredible. And so I think, you know, seeing how many people went to that game, you know, I think they've sold 30,000 tickets for England-France women already. So it's just incredible to see that people are hopping on the bandwagon and instead of working against us, they're working with us. So in terms of the Six Nations, are you finding it different because there are 25 of you compared to this time last year? Yeah, definitely. I think it's having more time to, you know, to do the little things, to do the analysis, to do the gym, to like see how each one of us is progressing, but also create that challenge within the group and that drive to succeed. Because whereas before we knew that maybe the 12 would have been safe, but now it's now there's more competition. We are going to have to push each other and challenge ourselves a bit more. And I think doing that in such a good environment that is pushing us and wanting us to do better, I think we're all really thriving because of it. We know Wales have progressed a lot in the last 12 months, but so have Ireland and Scotland, just to take the first two opponents. We know what what England involve after that. So how much is it staying ahead of them? Because obviously beat both of them last year. That's got to be the first target in the Six Nations, isn't it? 
yeah, def- I think we want to do the same but better as what we did last Six Nations. Like Credit to the Irish and the Scottish girls, a lot of them are playing in the English Prem, so we are all playing a really high standard of rugby. But it's just what we can do away from the environment, what we can do together. So it's like I think it's all going to come down to the environment that we are going to create over the next couple of months leading into it. You know, How are we going to turn up to training? How are we going to push ourselves? So then when we do come against these teams that we are quite close to, that we'll hopefully get that edge. Hopefully. Wales under-20s were in need of an edge against France last weekend. A heavy defeat and a winless campaign in this year's Six Nations for them. A time for honesty from coach Byron Hayward as he starts trying to work out what to learn from the defeats. You learn more because you analyse more when you lose and when you win. And You look at this game tonight in terms of you know analysis and what do we learn from that? Well, we learned it's a total mismatch, if we're honest. You wouldn't think the teams were the same age? You yeah. think they were 20s against 30-year-olds? Yeah. Power, yeah, yeah. pace, accuracy, execution. I mean, credit to the players. We spoke half-time about wiping it clean and coming up second half. And we had a good 15-minute spell. We scored two good tries. But you got, you know, it's unfortunate that we got young lads here playing tonight, particularly in our back three, who've never even, I don't think, been to watch a crowd like a game with a crowd like this. Yeah. In this type of atmosphere. And they're playing in it for the first time. And obviously nerves get the better of you. And yeah. You're dropping a lot of balls that you normally wouldn't drop. It's a tough, harsh lesson and an environment for them to learn of how quick this type of game is. And I guess it doesn't help when you have early injuries which kind of upset the planned routine in the first place. Yeah, it's like, you know, losing Bryn Bradley was a good senior player for us. It was a key one for us in the middle of the park. Um, That was definitely a blow. Didn't help matters, but, you know, you give credit to France for the power and the pace that they have. Uh, But... You know, they got players playing top 14 rugby. Yeah. The centre's a top try scorer in the top 14. Yeah. And our premiership is a million miles from where we need to yeah. be to compete at this level. Yeah. If we want to stay as we are, that's where it is. Yeah. And that's what you're going to get for well, forever. And that's reality. That's not making excuses. It's not for him playing with anyone else. But we're all in Wales, a part of it. And yeah. we need to see, you know, this outcome tonight is a byproduct of our infrastructure. Yeah. Moving that forward then, what would you then like to see happen, you know, in the future? Because I guess none of us want to see a result or results or performances like this as a regular occurrence from a Welsh point of view. Well, what I'd like to see happen is uh, reduce premiership, not increase, because you just dilute it even more if you increase it. You reduce the amount of the teams in there, and then you get closer to the professional game. Yeah. Because as you've seen tonight, yeah. that team could play a region and compete with them. If you're going to move forward and you're going to learn, then change has to happen. You can't do what you've always done because you get the same as you've always got. We all talk about change, and if you want a greater good, that has to compete with these teams in the future. We have to change, everyone. What needs to happen to these guys now moving forward? Do they need to carry on playing rugby, try and play at the highest level, try and park this now, it's done, it's tested, and just look forward maybe to the World Cup? Yeah, it's it's a harsh learning curve, isn't it? And, you know, Ryan and Morgan Moore spoke at half-time. They spoke really well. We're not doing the jersey justice, because yeah. although they were that good tonight, they're not 67 points better than us. Some of our boys, you know, the atmosphere, the occasion, a bit of fear got the better of them. We're dropping balls, you know, on the floor. And that's what fear does do. And it's an harsh environment to learn in. But, it, you know, looking forward, it, we have yeah. to pick a squad to go to the World Cup, and we have a lot of answers. And sometimes... You only get those answers by exposing these players to this environment. Yeah. Because looking back, I think last year, you know, I think it was a similar situation. Didn't do that well in the Six Nations, but 
proved a lot of people wrong in the the World Championships. Yeah, it's like we only won one game last year in the Six Nations, and we went to a summer series, got the final, yeah. and um, but we took all our learnings from the Six Nations and had a couple of players back who strengthened us, yeah. and I'm sure that'll be the case. You know, we got we have got boys to come back into this team, who will add experience to it, second year players, and they'll be vitally needed for the. Yeah dress we love out in the South Africa. And from a personal perspective then, how would you look back on, on your role then as, as head coach of the, of the group in the campaign? You know, do you take learnings moving forward? I guess we all take learnings moving forward, don't we? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I don't know if you heard me say it before, but I'm sure the people in the camp, you know, I always say and look in the mirror before you look at the window. Uh, and I put that myself first and foremost every time. What can I do better? How can I help these players I believe in terms of our preparation, we've had better preparation, way better than we had, you know, because of COVID stuff the year before. Um, we had a great game against Poland, we had some good hit outs of a Cardiff Met and Point Ball, so we, we did prepare really well for the Six Nations, and, you know, if we're honest, we were a couple of scores here and there yeah, from winning yeah. a couple of games. Tonight's a different story, yeah. taking tonight away aside, you know, I, I believe the staff, the coaches, everyone has given 100% and worked as hard as they possibly could. Doesn't mean we got everything right, that's for sure. Um, and, I, and I certainly am got everything right yeah. and, and I'll make sure and um, I'll be looking in the mirror and doing what I can to make sure I can help these boys become better rugby players for the World Cup. With the senior side as well, looking at their performances, it, it's kind of a, a, a general theme, isn't it? Well, yeah, it, it is, you know, we are the lifeblood to the senior team, you know, and if you keep churning out of a level of a player, then how do they progress and yeah. become better players to be professional to then come complete on the senior international stage but the infrastructure has to change and you yeah. have to if you affect what's going on at the bottom yeah. obviously you get a better product yeah. at the top it's not rocket science is it <laughs> in terms of bright spots in the campaign captain ryan woodman would probably be one he also had a fairly blunt assessment of the french defeat not good enough yeah. i don't think it was good enough at all um they were a very good side, very well drilled, skills, physicality, they were all very good rugby players, but I think they complemented them massively yeah. with our mistakes. I think so many drop balls that, and that they scored from, we got to change that. I guess early injuries doesn't help matters when you're facing a team like France, does it? No, it doesn't help. We had an injury in the team run on Friday, we had um, an injury right off the bat with Cam and then a lot of rotation in the squad. We had forwards in the centre at the end of the game, which isn't, isn't obviously great, but you know, it, it doesn't really matter with, with the mistakes we were making. I don't know if it was nerves or the mentality, the big crowds, but we weren't good enough today. How is it like, you know, to play against a team like France? Because they, they seem to be on a different level at times, both in, in skill, the physicality of some of the players. Um, obviously, yeah, it's very good, good to play against the level and the experience you get from it. But I, I don't know... Like I said, I think we complimented them massively. Yeah. Obviously, they were clinical when they had the yeah. ball, but us in defence and attack, we just made them look ten times better because yeah. of our mistakes. What about that first period of the second half? You felt I felt in the crowds a couple of tries a comeback might have been on? It definitely was. A few words were said in the change rooms, obviously, from, from myself, the coaches, and one of the players. But overall, we went back to what we were like in yeah, the first yeah, half. Yeah. We, come out, we show what we can be like, yeah. everyone knows we can be like, and then we go back exactly to what we like in the first half, knocking the ball on, making mistakes, and then they're very good when they have the ball in loose play and then they score. 
And then it was a queue for for France to carry on where they left off yeah. in the first half, yeah. wasn't it? Exactly. We scored first two tries, they score, and then they carry on scoring. It's like yeah. some of the boys' heads drop, and then they can't pick it back up, which yeah. I, they need. They do need to get better at turning it round, otherwise the World Cup is going to be yeah. more of the same. What can you take, you know, from a result like this? And obviously the results in this campaign. Can you take learnings? Can you take positives moving forward? Of course you can. You can take more learnings from results like this than you can from if you're on the other end of it. There's going to be big, big conversations going on. Obviously, we have time off now, boys going back to their clubs. But I'm sure their coaches at their clubs will tell them what they did wrong. And obviously, once you make these mistakes that we have today, they're not going to happen again, hopefully. Yeah. And that's, that's what makes good, good rugby players. And from a personal point of view, then a captain's point of view, what have you learned then as a captain, you know, leading these group of boys? a lot of adversity in terms of results on the field been an honor obviously uh, leading these boys out on the field over the six nations but obviously it's a new experience for me and these results we've had in the six nations they have been frustrating yeah. and I, uh, learning how to deal with them on and off the pitch is yeah. is massive we could have won half the games in this competition and some of the conversations we've been having about us being bottom of the table they wouldn't be happening we'd be yeah. having a good tournament if we just got a bank to the ball or a rest decision so obviously yeah, it is a new experience for me, but it's just learning how to speak to players on and off the field just to, to get them ready for the next game, I think. So what's next for you then? Newport next weekend, I think, semi-final yeah. against right. Pontypridd. Against Pontypridd, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll be there. I think I'll back train on Tuesday Great. for Newport, so uh, yeah, see how that semi-final goes. So clearly lessons to learn there. Let's hope for better, much better, for Wales women this weekend. If you can, then the Arms Park is the place to be Saturday afternoon much more next week of course but until then from the Welsh Rugby Union podcast goodbye